This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. When I was away for Shabbos a few weeks ago, so uh, when you get to go to different places, you get to see different things. So when I was away, um, they had Shal Shudas in the shul. It was very nice. It's great as long as I don't have to speak. It's fantastic. Beautiful Shal Shudas. And then they benched. They had a large crowd for Shal Shudas. And I noticed they didn't bench Shal Kais. They didn't bench Shal Kais. They had regular Zimun benching. Very nice. We went to Davim Meir and that was the end of Shabbos. So I asked the fellow that I was staying by, I said, why didn't you bench Shal Kais? We bench here Shal Kais in our shul every single Shal Shudas. So why didn't they bench Shal Kais? So the truth is, it's not so poshant what exactly the proper protocol is in such a situation. The marshal, <clears throat> when I was in yeshiva, all the years I was in yeshiva, we always benched Allah Kais, but that's because we also use that Kais for Havdalah. Here, there's no one making Havdalah. So the fellow told me he doesn't know, he'll ask the rabbi. So he asked the rabbi, and the rabbi said that they got a psak from, uh, I forgot who, and the rabbi told him, since no one's making Havdalah here in this shul, everyone goes home and has a family, so then you shouldn't make the uh, benching Allah Kais. Because what is, what's it worth? You're going to make the bracha on the kais. You don't make the bar prayer and drink the cup because it's ready before my So just to hold the cup in your hand while you bench and pour it back into the grape juice bottle, what's it worth? So it got me thinking. That's a good argument. What do we do here? We do that exact same thing. We reuse the same grape juice every single week. So who's right and who's wrong? So you've got to go back a couple of steps over here to figure out what this is all about. So if you look in Shulchan Aruch, it's a Meresh Tzadi Tess Siv Dalid. The other Mechaber is talking about Hilchas Avdolah. So he writes the following. He says, Let's see eating Shal Shudas. And now it gets dark. Now it's going into the end of Shabbos. You don't have to stop the meal because you started before this man. So you're allowed to complete the meal. And you bench Avdolah. Then you use that same cup for Avdolah. So you'll use the cup for benching. Then you'll use it for Avdolah. So Mr. Moore points out, you, you can't drink from the kais for benching, then use it for Avdolah. So you'll, make, you'll bench all the kais, but you'll at least use this same cup in a few minutes for Avdolah. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Let's say you're a wealthy shul and you have two cups. Or you have more than enough for one cup. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Then you start to take one cup, and you bench on it, and you actually drink it. Not only do you hold it in your hand and make the bracha and bench on it, holding it and then pour it back into the bottle, you actually drink from the cup of wine. That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. So the Chayur, it says in Shulchan Aruch, it's like neither of us. It says in Shulchan Aruch that if you bench on a kais, drink the kais. Why don't we do that? So the reason why we don't do that is because of Amag and Avram. Now the truth is, Svarim do do that. If you look in Yabiyah Oimer, Bavadi has a chuv in Chel Ches. Similar chuv is found in, in the Orlitzion, Rav Abba Shaul. They talk and say, Svarim, follow what it says in Shulchan Aruch. It says in Shulchan Aruch, bench on the kais and drink it. Now, what's the logic? And so then Mish- well, they have to make an alagef, and that's just the bracha they make. That's right. So says says the Mishnah. What's the svara? The svara is that since this benching is part, this drinking of the cup is part of the benching experience. Therefore, it's not considered a hefsik. It's therefore it's not considered a unnecessary break, and you're supposed to do it. So why don't we do it? Because we have a mug and avram. Mr. Buru quotes the Magad Avram. The Magad Avram writes the following. He says, this whole sugya is discussing those people who always bench alakais. His lotion is, we're talking about people that are tamid. They always bench alakais. So if you always bench alakais, and then Shal Shudas, when you're benching alakais, you're allowed to drink from the cup. However, says the Mr. Buru, according to the Magad Avram, but we don't always bench alakais. 
Many of us are not mocked with the Ben Shalakais, whether we're three or ten or Shabbos or Yom Tif, We're not always so mocked with the Ben Shalakais. Then it says the Mishnah Brewer, then you're not allowed to drink from the cup. So now we understand why we do what we do. Most kehillas, the minig is not that we're so mocked. Everyone here is not so mocked with the Ben Shalakais. The Chsam Soifer, Taka was mocked, but always to Ben Shalakais, even if he ate by himself. Now the Mishnah brings down from the Zohar not to do that. Mishnah says that when you buy yourself, you should never bench alakos. Maybe with three, you should bench alakos. But the Chassam Soifer was talking mak with the bench alakos even when he was by himself, and he used to bench alakos. That's Shal Shudas because that's what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. The Magav Ram was only saying if you don't normally bench alakos, but since he normally benches alakos even by himself at Shal Shudas, he did it also. Now there's another way to learn the Magav Ram that some people want to suggest. It doesn't mean what I do on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. It means what I do at Shal Shudas. If every Shal Shudas you bench Alakais, then you can bench Alakais even at Shal Shudas. Now we bench every Shal Shudas Alakais. <laughs> so according to that logic, we'd be able to even drink from the cup at Shal Shudas. But most Achreim don't think that's what the Magav Ram means. They think it means if every day when you bench, you bench Alakais, then you should bench Alakais even and drink the cup on Shabbos. So that knocks out most of us. However, it is worth noting that Chassam Soifer does write, the, I'm sorry, the Chayodim writes, Chayodim, the Chayodim says that if it's Ben Hashemoshes, which is usually not the case for us anyways, but let's say, for example, you would uh, rush to the Shal Shudas, and by the time you walk, by the time you bench, it's not yet Vade Light, it's still Ben Hashemoshes, Yutaka would be able to drink the cup, Luchol Hashitas. But the way we bench, by the time we bench, it's already after, uh, after Ben Hashemoshes, so we don't drink the cup. Fine, because we don't go like the Svaidim, we go like the Mogan of Rome, and since we are all not Makbid here, I don't know anyone here who's Makbid all the time to bench Alakais, therefore we don't drink the cup. So the question is, so what do you do with the cup? So what do we do here? We hold the cup, we, we hold it in our hands, and then we put it right back into the cup, we never make a brach on it, and we never drink from it. So does that present the dilemma? So this, this rough was tiny, it makes no sense. What's the value of holding the cup in your hand if you don't drink it and make a brach on it? So I looked high and low and I asked around and no one had any information. It seemed like he has a very fair taina. So I found one shuva from Shmuel Vosner in Shevet HaLevi. Shmuel Vosner writes, he's like almost misupik what to do. He says, on one hand, there's no, there's no purpose if you're not going to drink the cup. On the other hand, he says, maybe not. We have a rule based on the Gemara. Ain't shira el there's certain chashivas, the value that you give if you say something over a cup of wine, even if you don't drink the wine. And that has become, I think, the common practice today in most kahillas that they do drink from the cup of wine. So I asked around in my kahillah, I asked the chassidim, what do they do? They told me they never heard of any chassidish kahillah that doesn't drink the cup at Shal Shudas. That, that, that doesn't hold it, doesn't have it. They don't drink it, they hold it, and they do like we do, they pour it back into the grape juice bottle. But this guy told me in Orlando, Florida, they don't do that. They hold that since they're not gonna, no one's using it for a kais, and no one's gonna drink it, there's no purpose of holding the cup in your hand. Rabbi Shmuel Vazir's Mesopic, he sounds like he's leaning towards that it makes sense just to hold it even though you're not gonna do anything with the cup. But again, Puk Chazi, you know, whatever you see by other communities, always interesting to see, but it is an interesting argument. I saw quoted Bishem Rebeliashiv, that Rebeliashiv also said it's Kadai to hold the cup in your hand, even though you're not gonna drink from it, even though you're not gonna make a boy priya gofan on it, it's still that's called benching Allah kais. Interesting. The best would be is if there's someone who needs Havdallah. So that's why in yeshiva, where right after benching, you make havdalah. So this way, the benching, the cup is used for havdalah. But here in the shul, we don't make havdalah afterwards. So they told me in this shul in Orlando, there used to be a guy who lived in the back of the shul. He used to make havdalah. So they used the kais and they benched ala kais by shal shudas. I think he got married or he moved out. So there was no havdalah. They stopped using ala kais. Interesting, interesting idea. Another nakuda that's interesting about, um, about eating is that there's a machloikis in the, the Gemara. Uh, we all know the famous pasuk of echalta v'sevato v'irachta. So the Gemara has uh, an interpretation of echalta achila zu achila v'sevato zu shtiya. So there's a sheet that brought down in the Ramol halacha 
that if a person doesn't drink at a Suda and he's thirsty, he's not mechuyiv in benching their rice. Benching their rice is eating and drinking. If you're thirsty. If you're not thirsty, fine, you're not thirsty. But let's say, for example, sometimes you go to an event and your taka are thirsty, but there's no more drinks, it's not on the table, you don't have access to it, so in your own house, you get up and you get the drinks. But let's say, for example, you're at a, a communal event, you can't just control the drinks that you don't like what they gave you, so you don't drink. You're thirsty, but you don't drink. So the Ramah quotes a sheet that's showing him that holds you not, you're not mechuyiv in benching their rice unless you eat and drink. So the Shaila comes up the following. Let's say, Shulchan Aruch writes in that same simon that let's say two people eat. One guy eats Kedai Sevilla. He fills himself off good. He has two, three bagels. He's full. One guy eats a Kedais of a bagel. So one guy's Chayv of benching the Raisa, the Kedai Sevilla. The guy who only ate Kedais is only Chayv of Midrabana. So who should bench for who? I don't mean Zimon yet. I mean who should, back in the day, one guy bench for the whole community. So who should lead the benching? So Rosh Hashanah makes the argument. Mr. discusses it. Maybe the guy who's Chayv der Raisa should bench for the guy who's Chayv der because he's at a higher level Chayv. Fine. So the Mishnah Brewer says, what about for Zimon? Let's say, for example, we're going to bench Zimon. Every Shal says we bench Zimon. Is there a reason that we should find the guy at the table who ate the most, who's the most full, he should lead the Zimon? So the Mishnah Brewer says, no. Why? Because Zimon's only the Rabbanon. Midday Raisa, we're all benching on our own. Zimon's only the Rabbanon. So you don't have to make yourself crazy that the guy that's at the table should be the one who ate the most or the fullest. Same thing. Follow, follow logic. If let's say, for example, let's say one Shal shows I didn't get to drink. Right? There's no drinks left at the table, and I'm thirsty. And I'm going to be leading the Zimun, and I didn't drink. So according to some Rishonim, I'm only mechoyiv benching the Rabbanan. Maybe I shouldn't lead the Zimun. So the Mishnah says, no problem, I still could lead the Zimun. However, there's a sheet of the Chazinish. The Chazinish argued very clearly with the Mishnah that he thought Zimun is their rice. Mishnah thinks Zimun is the Rabbanan. The Chazinish thinks Zimun is their rice. So for that reason, Chaim Kinevsky writes, he thinks, if you have a choice to who should lead the Zimun, you should try to find someone who ate, who ate Kadei Sevilla. And you should try to find someone who actually ate and drank. So when you're picking someone to lead the Zimun, you know, very often you have meals together, and we think, okay, who's going to lead the Zimun? You should talk, maybe, yeah, at least according to the Chazanish, you should ask, who's taka full? The guy that ate a little bit of bread, maybe he shouldn't lead the Zimun, because he's only mechoi even benching the Rabbanon. The guy who ate Kedai Sevilla, the guy that had five pieces of challah, he should lead the Zimun, according to the Chazanish. Again, according to the Mishnah it doesn't matter. But at least according to the Chazanish, now we have a new chumrah in picking who should lead the Zimun. I'm only giving this so this way maybe I don't have to bench every single week at Chal Shudas. I can argue that I don't eat enough at Chal Shudas to be Kedai Sevilla, maybe someone else has to bench. It's just a, a ditch effort to try to get someone else to lead the Zimun sometimes. But Lahalach, according to the Chazanish, it would be better to have someone who ate Kedai Sevilla and someone who ate and drank, that would be better to lead the Zimun than someone who just ate a Kazayas and did not drink at all. Okay.